0: You're listening to Career Up Now's Socially Distanced Close ups Today, Laura is having a conversation with Lakeisha Brooks, who is a Chief Learning Officer at Brooks Enterprise. Let's meet Lakeisha, who started speaking publicly at the age of 17. Let's jump in on the conversation.
1: Alrighty, so thank you for taking the time to speak with Adla Kisha. You have a very interesting background and uh, on your LinkedIn profile, because I had to stalk you a little bit just to get more familiar (laughs) with yourself. It looks like you started like public speaking, you, at least you won a competition at the age of 17. I was yeah. very impressed. So if you don't mind, would you please share your journey, like in brief of course, because you know, there's a lot to talk about, but if yeah. you would just like to share just briefly about your journey and how you, um, you got to where you are today.
0: Yeah, so um, I started public speaking at seventeen, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. I entered a competition for jobs for Georgia graduates. I don't know if they have that program anymore, but it was job readiness. And my senior year, I didn't need additional classes, so I took this as an elective. And I did a competition on what success means to me, and I won the state of Georgia. I was the first one to win from our high school, and wow. two years later, we had a young lady that also won from our high school. So I started the trend. So I'm super excited about that (laughs) for us and then we I continued on and went to Georgia State to study public communications Mm -hmm. with the emphasis on public and political communications at that time I wanted to be a sports journalist I did not do that I did some sports journalism and some entertainment journalism but definitely did not do what I thought I was gonna do, which was be on Sports Center. And so I then decided to go into training and development, which was I was able to combine my interest and love for public speaking as well as theater because I have a minor in theater and absolutely love it. And so again, you're able to bring your personality to the table, as well as help people develop and grow. So that kind of brought me to where I am right now, have an organization, a business, also work as an employee development manager. So developing people is what I do every day, all day.
1: Wow, that's very impressive. So you mentioned uh, the public speaking, you being a journalist, and now kind of moving into training. That's a lot. And obviously we can box you in. (laughs) So if you could, what was that pivotal moment that made you decide to go into training? In other words, what were the resources that helped you propel and uh, to be where you are today because it looks like you didn't necessarily envision to right. yourself in the position you are now so m- what made you a pivot into uh, training and development?
0: Yeah so great observation and that is correct so I initially my career was initially and obviously I wanted to be a, a sports broadcaster mm-hmm. and then I ended up in sales which I'm good. Very, very good at sales. And so at one point I I had a job that I was good at in sales. And I was like, I need to get my graduate degree. I initially went to grad school for sports administration, right? To continue Mm -hmm. that trend and sports and things like that. But the major wasn't available because they didn't have enough people to start the program. And I was like, okay, no, I I don't want to put off another year. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to, do whatever right i'm just gonna find something and i saw something called general administration like leadership organizational Mm -hmm. leadership organizational management and fell in love with it so like you said it wasn't something that i was like oh my gosh i want to end up in training and development i fell into it because they didn't offer my major that i initially wanted Mm -hmm. and my professors i had three professors that were so incredibly supportive that were like you can do this right now without any development and charge this amount of money. When you're done or in five, 10 years, mm-hmm. you will be basically where I am now. And it was because of them that I felt like I could really combine what I know, mm-hmm. because I've been a manager since I was 21, and really, really develop people. So I definitely give kudos to Central Michigan University, my professors at that school for helping me pivot into mm-hmm. something that I didn't even know that I was already good at. So, mm-hmm. those were my resources were people that saw something in me that I didn't even know I already possessed.
1: Yeah. Oh, wow. That's really um, nice to hear. And it yeah. uh, always uh, interests me when people can really pursue their passion because a lot of us, we go to school and check like a natural progression. You find a job. It may not necessarily be something you're passionate about, but you were able to tap into your passion and do something that you really, really like. Right. Which is always exactly. like a like you know you you are uh, you pursuing what you like to do what you're passionate about but you also have the uh, monetary compensation so so obviously we are in this uh, big uh, global pandemic and people have had to shift in a way and uh, what would you say are the uh challenges or maybe like new opportunity that the pandemic present to your company in particular and maybe to your industry at
0: large yeah so i definitely can speak to my industry at large so i am also the president-elect for atd which is the association of talent development for the atlanta chapter and mm-hmm. we are running into a lot in our industry we're seeing trends where now everything is going online mm-hmm. as far as training and development you will see more hybrid type of training even when we get back because companies are realizing we can cut cost by doing things online. However, we're still gonna need that face-to-face, that on-the-job training, mm-hmm. that impact. We're still gonna need that as well. So you're gonna see a lot of shift towards a lot of that hybrid training, again, for cutting down costs, as well as you still need that impact. Mm-hmm. In addition to that, people that are trainers, what they're gonna see now is that they're because we're not revenue generating, there will be a slow shift to get us back into the workplace. Mm. Um, Even a lot of us are going to have to be consultants are going to have to be freelance because a lot of companies right now, they got to recover. Right? Mm-hmm. From, from missing sales or, you know, three or four months of, like, not hitting their sales. Right now, they're going to be focused on how do we get back to where we were. Right. So people in the training industry are going to have to be patient. Continue to upskill yourself. You know, whether it's a certification, it's going to meetings, it's meeting new people. So for people in my industry, it's be patient. Continue to get your tool belt where it should be, right? Mm-hmm. Get a mentor, learn some new skills so that when you're back in the workforce, which you will be, or you get that contract, which you will get, you're prepared not only for what you already knew, but any new opportunities that may come your way because you took this time to develop yourself. So that's just kind of what I see in our industry and just kind of some some pointers and tips to people that are, are in my industry, whether they're mm-hmm. an employee or work for a company where they kind of, just kind of need to to sit back, relax and um realize that things will will develop again soon
1: yeah oh my goodness you drop so many pearls and i'm sure our community after they listen to this they're going to be very uh they need like a notebook and a, a <laughs> and a pen because i mean yes it applies to that your industry do. but you know when you say something like to upscale yourself it's across the board right like this is a time for people right, not just have to stay uh, still but to really harness some of those other skills that are going to need in this moment to help them maybe pivot or maybe you know go up in the career right. whatever that would be for them so that's really uh a really nice that, I'm, you know, clutching myself today. So yeah. (laughs) Um, Let's shift back a little bit to uh, mentoring and uh, mentorship. You mentioned one of uh, your professors at the uh, university will really help you uh, decide, you know, how to move forward with your career in a way. How would you think that, you know, mentorship really enrich your your life? And what is that one core value that guides you through your life or, you know, a certain moment that you really, you know, stand by it every time you need it?
0: Great question. So I would say the number one mentor in my life is my father, no mm-hmm. hands down, no question about it, who has been literally my biggest support since forever, since I was mm-hmm. doing public speaking competitions, since I was doing things like that. It's definitely been him, hands down. Um, teaching me about that I can do whatever I want to do, putting my mind to it, putting your best foot forward. He said, Keisha, I never had to worry about you being successful because I knew whatever you wanted, you can do it. So even when I feel like, oh gosh, I don't know if I can do this, you hear your father's voice and no you can mm-hmm. find the resources find a way make it happen kind of thing so that has been very crucial for me mm-hmm. um, in relations to mentoring in general I'm so passionate about this that with ATD Atlanta I created a mentoring program a pilot program that we are currently in right now and we are in our seventh month of the program and we're doing very well and we're actually gonna highlight some of our relationships here in our next newsletter because I had some people tell me it is the best mentor program they've ever had. Mm -hmm. So people said, I found this program at the right time in my career because I needed it. Mm -hmm. And so to hear that for me means that we're doing a good thing. We're helping people that need that extra extra push, that dad or that mom voice in their head Mm -hmm. or coach that may not have gotten that otherwise. So mentoring is so crucial for anybody, no matter what stage you're in. And as a matter of fact, I just launched a relaunched a protein healthy snack business that I had in Florida and I got a business coach and a mentor so Mm -hmm. even though I I did this before and I've ran a business I said hey even I need a mentor to help navigate these these waters so it doesn't matter where you are in your career if you've been successful it's so imperative to get someone to be that sounding board, to be that mentor. So I encourage everyone to go out and find someone that you can call a mentor, or even a sponsor if you get to that level as well.
1: Mm. Oh wow! I was not aware you have your uh, also like a mentorship uh, program. Of yes, sort of, oh, wow. I created a
0: few of them. I have a client right now that we are in the process of developing theirs. They're a pretty mm-hmm. large nonprofit, and um. Yeah, <laughs> oh, wow. we're about to launch theirs in a um, few months as well. So I don't just do it for ATD or my own my own personal um development, but I also create programs for organizations as well who may need okay. that.
1: Oh, yeah. That's interesting. So what would you think then, like a mentorship program, like Career Up? Now, understanding you have also like different uh, membership, mentorship mentorship uh, organization that you're helping is so important to this uh, Career Up community and you're already kind of brush up on it already.
0: Right, I mean, you just kind of said it already mm-hmm. in the name of, you know, career up now. It's all about now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so having that person that's going to help you develop your career, not just now, but in the future as well. So it's imperative, like organizations that we're involved with now, it's important that you have those pieces in place, you have those individuals, especially if it's a certain demographic. So I know that the organization, though, reaches out to everyone, does have a Particular interest in those in the Jewish community and it's important that we continue to develop people especially if we have that subgroup of individuals and I also know that Bradley works very hard to have those subgroups like for women Mm -hmm. and developing as well and college students so what I love about the organization and the mentoring program is not just oh it's just for those that are Jewish or those that are women or those Mm -hmm. that are in college it encompasses everybody Everybody. because Mm -hmm. you never know who needs development and it's so inclusive that I'm I'm not Jewish but I felt that I was included in it and to be asked to be a mentor to be asked to be in this this part of this interviewing process so Mm -hmm. that's why I think it's imperative because you can learn something from everybody no Mm -hmm. matter their background or uh, demographic or anything like that so that's what I love about the mentoring program that you guys have created and it it will continue to develop because it is so inclusive because you kind of need to kind of reach back from anybody Uh to learn something from anyone.